Hey, it's June 16th, and you're listening to Nutty in New York, and I'm your host, Martin Nutty. There's a lot going on in the news right now. Crises of various types. In Washington, D.C., we're listening to the January 6th Select Committee investigate the insurrection that took place last year. In Europe, we have the hottest war on the continent since World War II. Domestically, the stock market is down, inflation is up, middle and lower class people are struggling mightily. But all of those crises pale in comparison to the one overarching crisis that has been developing for decades now that we conveniently ignore because the human mind, for whatever reason, cannot grasp a slowly developing and unfolding crisis. But it's there for all of us to see. This morning, my brother sent me an email. It was a disturbing video taken in Kansas, a video of hundreds of cattle lying dead in the feedlot. They died from heat exhaustion or heat exposure because in the middle of the country and down in the south, there is excessively hot weather at play. In Kansas, we've had multiple days where it's been above 100 degrees Fahrenheit, or for those of you that use Celsius, that will be 38. At nighttime, it only dips down to 80 degrees Fahrenheit or 27. Needless to say, cattle can't handle that. And the grim, gruesome video that I had the unpleasant experience of looking at was there for us to see. So that is the crisis that is playing out. We call it many things. We call it global warming. We call it climate change. But what is undeniable is that it is now actively affecting us and that it is accelerating and that unless we get our acting gear, we're in deep trouble. Now, there are still people in this country, in America, that will choose to deny it. Sadly, this has become an issue that has become polarized like so many other things in America. And depending on which tribe you belong to, you decide how much attention it should receive or whether it is even an issue that should be considered at all politically. But let's talk a little bit about the truths of what's going on. Dead cattle in Kansas, a wildfire season now that is breaking out According to the National Interagency Fire Center, so far in this year, we've burnt 2.8 million acres. The average over the last 10 years is 1.1 million for exactly the same period. In New Mexico, 312,000 acres have already gone up in smoke. Ironically, those fires were started by the U.S. Forest Service trying to diminish the likelihood of a more severe burn. Well, that was an attempt gone bad. And the truth is using fire to prevent larger wildfires has now become increasingly fraught with difficulty. Why? Because things are drier. And they're getting drier. Don't believe me? I'm sure you've seen some video of Lake Powell the ever-shrinking lake that sits near Las Vegas. The Hoover Dam, which relies on Lake Powell to provide energy, 
is now under threat in terms of energy production because the lake continues to shrink. We know that there's an increasing water problem all across California because the snowpack is not what it used to be in years past. This is just reality, an ugly reality, a reality that we are unwilling to face. A few days ago, I read about the decreasing size of the Great Salt Lake beside Salt Lake City. I wonder at some point in time whether people are going to wonder why that city had that name because it looks like there will be no lake. But in the news, we're talking about things like the Fed funds rate and inflation. And that's not to diminish that problem. It's a serious problem. And so yesterday, we had the Fed funds raise 75 basis points. And we're talking about $5 gas and more expensive food. Why is gas getting more expensive? Well, probably because the conflict in Ukraine has made it more difficult in terms of world production now that Russia has become a market pariah. And the truth is, we are going or are running out of oil. It's getting increasingly difficult to extract oil. Food as well we know is going to be an increased problem. The Po Valley in Italy now is having major production problems. Agriculture everywhere is under stress. Kenya, Nigeria, Somalia, Ethiopia, over 100 million people in those countries are struggling to get food on the table. All of this will be exacerbated by the war in Ukraine and Russia who are the primary producers, one of the primary producers of grain, and many developing countries are reliant on their production. So between domestic agriculture collapsing, the conflict in Ukraine, what I think we can expect is another mass migration problem ratcheting up domestic tensions in the Western world. All of this is barreling down on us, but at its root, our issues with global warming. Agriculture production is under stress from global warming. Now, our political discussion in the United States has evolved, at least on the right wing, of our political polarity, with Republicans denying for decades that global warming was an issue. Then it evolved into a situation of Yes, global warming exists, but it's not caused by men or mankind. Now we recognize that it is a serious problem, but we have to balance it with our economic needs. Well, let me ask you this. What kind of economy can you have if your cattle are dying in the field, if your houses are going up in flames? That might seem dramatic, but you know you've seen it. This is a false choice. So anybody that trots out that canard needs to be shut down with some straightforward truths. Because what we're dealing with here is an evolution of politics, sadly from denialism to acceptance to a false choice. When people talk about $5 gas now, I hear the old refrain from the Sarah Palin days of drill, baby, drill. Well, guess what? 
shooting up more carbon dioxide fumes into our atmosphere is going to make things a lot better. And the truth is we have the solutions to solving this. We just have to behave like this is a crisis. It is a case of the old frog in the boiling water. The heat is going up. The frog is swimming. Will it be able to realize that the water is coming to a boil and jump out and save its life? Because that's a decision that America and the rest of the world, especially the Western world, has to make. In our politics, especially in the United States, oil has run things for over a hundred years. If you read Robert Caro's book about Lyndon Baines Johnson and his rise to political power, you will realize back in the 1930s and 1940s that that was greased by oil money. And oil has had enormous influence on this country for over a century. But the oil age is over. Take a look at a stock chart for any major oil company and look at it over the last 10 years. It's been outperformed by the S&P index. It is no longer a booming industry. It will never again be a booming industry. Drill, baby, drill is not going to solve its problems. But our political leaders are addicted to the money that is paid into PACs and super PACs and straight donations to their candidacies to get reelected. The inertia of oil influence has still not been removed, even though most of us in the country realize that there's something seriously wrong with our climate and that carbon-based industries are the basis of that problem and need to be replaced. Now all we're arguing about is how quickly and how we're going to pay for it. Well, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in 1941, we didn't argue about who was going to pay for the war. We bit the bullet and we got to work, even though our economic situation at the time was pretty dire. We're barely pulling ourselves out of the Great Depression. Now we are faced with a similar challenge. That is not an exaggeration. But our problem is we're dealing with a toxic incumbency. I like to call it the carbonarchy. The truth is that the oil companies knew for almost 50 years now that global warming was going to be a problem. It wasn't until 2014 that Exxon acknowledged that global warming was an issue, but their own internal research revealed at least as early as 1977 that this problem was barreling down towards us. So why didn't they change? Why didn't they step away from petroleum production? Again, the problem lies with inertia. The problem lies with the fact, and it persists to this day, with the investments that these companies have already made. They want to get the oil out of the ground. They do not want to leave stranded assets behind them. But if we're to survive, we must ensure that that is the case. So what you're seeing now is the danger of a free market that lacks political oversight, that lacks regulation. The question is, how quickly are we going to be able to act to regulate this problem? Because the free market has not worked for us in the last 40 years. And so at this point in time, we are lacking 
serious leadership. Back in 2016, when Bernie Sanders ran for the presidency, he was asked what the biggest issue was that the country was facing, and he correctly answered at that point in time, climate change, and people scoffed at him. But the problem is playing out in front of our eyes now for everybody to see. He was right. You may not like Bernie's left-wing politics. I admire some of the things that he has said, and I disagree with him strenuously on others. But on climate, Bernie has been correct. But our political class as a whole continue to be paralyzed. And in the face of $5 gas, nobody wants to say the truism that we need to get away from oil production as quickly as possible and that we need to essentially go on a war footing to electrify everything, to get away from the internal combustion engine. It is an artifact of the 20th century. It doesn't belong in the 21st century. We need to electrify everything. We can produce enormous amounts of energy using renewables if we invest properly enough to solve our transportation problems. But we need to be willing to face that ugly truth. And all I've seen over the last few years as this problem gets increasingly worse is simply profiles and cowardice, a acceptance of the status quo, an unwillingness to walk out on an edge, an unwillingness to tell a hard truth not a truth gleaned from a poll which tells you people are upset about $5 gas. They have good reason to be upset about $5 gas. We should have solved this problem already. Gas should not even be part of our discussion, or at least it should be a very small part of our discussion. Why in heaven's name have we continued to send our money to irresponsible regimes like the Soviet Union or Saudi Arabia, almost without exception, a lineup of countries that most people in the Western world will not want to live in because they are so oppressive. And yet, we still continue to support these ugly regimes. Why? Because our unwillingness to make the hard decisions to get off or petroleum addiction. So the question we have to ask ourselves is can we find the will in this country to do hard things again, just like we did in World War II, to sacrifice for our fellow countrymen and the generations to come? Do we have the courage? Do we have the will? Do we have the guts? This is Martin Nutty, and you've been listening to Nutty in New York. The music you're listening to was composed and performed by Leah Rankin. For more on Leah, please visit her Instagram page. That is L-E-A-H-R-A-N-K-I-N on Instagram. <laughs>